Hello and welcome to 251, Two Pianists, Five Minutes, One Subject. I'm Simon Whiteside. And my name's Nick Tomlin. Uh, and today we're, we're going to look at another uh, jazz book. And the one we're going to look at, um, its full title is Hear Me Talking To You, The Story of Jazz As Told By The Men Who Made It. Um, I should probably say that there are also some women involved, particularly Mary Lou Williams, so it's not completely accurate, that title. Um, but it was published in 1955, um, and essentially it's a collection of interviews with famous musicians, some of the top musicians in jazz. Um, and these interviews, some were, some were done by the compilers, um, Nat Shapiro and Nat Hentoff. Some they got from like Downbeat and other sort of periodicals. Some are taken from actual autobiographies of musicians. Um, and they've kind of sort of collected them together, but what they've done is they've put them in a kind of chronological order. Um, really to tell the story of jazz from the early days of jazz up until I would say the early 50s when obviously the book was was published um, and they're kind of split into these chapters which they've named after songs so the first chapter is way down yonder in your Orleans then you have Upper Lazy River, Travelling Light and Undecided um, and they sort of use these chapters to frame the kind of narrative um, as told by by these individual musicians. Um, it's it's one of the most sort of famous jazz books and uh, and it's it's really uh, it's really entertaining um the interviews what i quite like is they're not really edited so you you get the kind of musician's individual voice um uh, you know and they're very often just they're telling anecdotes about um you know gigs and and the scene but but there's also some some kind of very interesting stuff about the oppression and racism and social injustice that they they routinely experienced. Um, so it really gives a a sense of of what it was like being a musician at that particular time. Um, yeah, uh, do you have any thoughts, Simon, about this? Well, it's a book I've uh, been aware of for a long mm. time. I, I used to when when I first left university, I worked for Waterstones Bookshop and I ran the music books mm. department in um, in Bath Waterstones, and we. I kept that in the jazz books. It was one of the ones which did sell as well. And uh, so I'm aware of it, although personally I haven't read it. And I, I think it's a great um, testament to the way in which it's collected together, really. Uh, it gives a snapshot. I mean, I have a problem with as-told-to biographies mm. in jazz because yeah. they're often just... You know, particularly people like Miles Davis, who it's just their view of the world. Yeah. And it's not really necessarily particularly ac academically very sound. Mm. But I think this one is um, it's similar. There's, an, there's a book called Notes and Tones, isn't there? Yes, um, yeah. Which is similar, which I have read. And I, I, they, they give a, a good snapshot, really, I think is the best word, of various things. And they talk about other subjects, don't they? I seem to... Um, I think there might be a, a chapter about the sort of drugs problem. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. Uh, there is. That's something I've yeah, heard about. Yeah, the social least. issues yeah. as well as the, as the music. Although the music's obviously the main the main focus. Um, so I thought maybe we'd end with an anecdote from the book by Mary Lou Williams um, about when Conman Hawkins came to Kansas City. So she says, um, Bean didn't know the KC Tenemen were so terrific, and he couldn't get himself together, though he played all morning. I happened to be nodding that night, and around 4 a.m. I awoke to hear someone pecking on my screen. I opened the window on Ben Webster. He was saying, get up, pussycat, we're jamming, and all the pianists are tied out now. Hawkins has got his shirt off and is still blowing. 
you've got to come down. So <laughs> it kind of gives a good idea of the kind of competitive uh, nature of jazz around. This is probably, the, I guess, late 40s, um, yeah. I imagine. I mean, I mean, I like also the fact that it's got the the jive talk in there, you know, yeah. I was nodding, meaning sleeping. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, it's told, like I say, it's told in their language, really, yeah. and, and they've kind of kept that, which I really like as well. So, yeah, it's a great flavour of, of how people communicated, isn't it? Um, just that idea that they would, there was a slang that was so common that they would just say it in interviews. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, that's uh, all we've got time for. So from me, Simon Whiteside, goodbye. And from me, Nick Tomlin, goodbye.